Welcome to the Shine Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gina Kunarian, and I am so grateful that you are here. I'm a wife, mother of three boys, certified massage therapist, and an alcohol-free sobriety coach who helps driven women break through their alcohol dependency without the traditional 12-step program. Each week, I will bring you inspiring guests with focus on mindset, health, and spirituality, providing you the tips and tools to help you create unshakable confidence, clarity, and energy so you can unleash your creative potential and live the life of your dreams alcohol-free. So tune in for some fun, and if you are ready to shine, welcome. Because you're listening today, I want to go ahead and give you a gift. It's a gift I've crafted with immense love, care, and the wisdom of my own journey. This gift is my six-step blueprint to an alcohol-free life. It's more than just a guide. It's a heartfelt roadmap designed to navigate the terrain of living alcohol-free. Each step in this blueprint is a beacon of light, illuminating your path, guiding you towards a healthier, happier, and truly radiant version of yourself. It's your tool for empowerment filled with practical strategies and emotional insights that will resonate with your personal experiences. It's the companion you deserve on your sobriety journey. And the best part? It's been thoughtfully created for those like me who found traditional programs like AA or the 12 steps not quite aligning with their needs. So if you are ready to embrace this adventure with open arms and an open heart, go ahead and text the word GIFT, that's G-I-F-T, at 1-855-649-6196. Again, that's the word GIFT at 1-855-649-6196. And after all, this just isn't a blueprint. It's the start of your beautiful transformation. So let's embark on this journey together. Hello and welcome back to Shine Within. Today we're diving into a world where inner beauty meets external radiance. Our special guest, Monina Wright, a revered skincare and makeup specialist, will share invaluable insights that bridge the gap between skincare, makeup, and genuine self-love. From understanding the subtle nuances of sun protection to the art of makeup enhancement and the shelf life secrets, Monina guides us on a journey that's as much about self-discovery as it is about skin deep beauty. Grab your notepad because you're gonna want to remember these revelations. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Shine Within podcast. I have a wonderful human being, a lovely, beautiful lady, and she is the expert (laughs) in makeup. Her name is Monina Wright. She is a licensed esthetician and professional makeup artist, best-selling author, speaker, beauty trainer, and one of the top-ranked bridal makeup teams in the Bay Area, and mother of two. As the founder and CEO of Modern Beauty and Aesthetics, she she has worked and mentored with many aspiring and seasoned makeup artists while offering her makeup and skincare expertise to help prepare women entrepreneurs to look and feel their best on camera and in live presentations. Prior to becoming an entrepreneur, she spent four years in education and three years in corporate America. She is a frequent speaker to women's groups on proper makeup techniques for film and video, as well as how to maintain healthy, glowing skin. As a sought-after esthetician and makeup artist, Monina's work has been featured in the New York Times, She Finds, Glam.com, Bustle, Pure Wow, Today's Bride, Style Me Pretty, the Daily Flash TV and movies. 
She's passionate about helping female entrepreneurs embrace their natural beauty and feel confident in their own skin on and off camera. And her bridal team services right throughout the Bay Area, Monterey, and Tahoe area. Thank you, Monina, so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Gina. I'm so honored to be on your show. Your show has helped so many women in so many different ways, and I'm honored that I could be part of that as well. Oh, I'm honored to have you on. And if anyone doesn't know, Monina, if it wasn't for Monina, I would not have this podcast show. Most likely. And let me go ahead and tell you why. Uh, she is the one who introduced me to a wonderful group of ladies who then introduced me how to create podcasts. And then that's why I'm here. And so Moni and I have a little history. Uh, we were, we met in a Bible study, <laughs> in a women's Bible yeah. study. Yeah. And so that's why, and, I, and yeah, we had a little prayer uh, circle and we, I had asked as a prayer request, if anyone could pray for my, my business, but I didn't know where my business was going to go. I was thinking my health business at the time, but actually led me to my coaching business for helping women, you know, who are sober curious or in the recovery process from drinking alcohol. So thank you, Bonina and God bless you. And I love you. Oh, <laughs> God bless you too. I just feel like I was a small little piece of what's happening, what God's doing in your life right now. Yeah, so. small piece, but actually very big piece, <laughs> huge <laughs> piece. All right. So I wanted to ask you, how did you first become interested in makeup and skincare? And what's your philosophy when it comes to like using, using it? Sure. Okay. So real quick, cause I could talk for hours <laughs> about everything, but basically my journey was when I was the age of nine, I started um, having really, um, bad acne react like just bad acne and it just progressively got worse and worse and worse so by the time I got to junior high my skin was so terrible um and and now that I know what I know um what was happening was my mom who had beautiful skin um the only thing she knew to do was to take me to a dermatologist at the time and of course back then things haven't changed a whole lot but back then all they would do was prescribe me the latest greatest drug um, for acne, and they never asked me what I was eating. They never asked me what my routine was. They didn't ask what I was putting on my skin or putting in my body. And so now that I know what I know as an esthetician, a lot of those um, antibiotics were actually destroying my good um, gut health. And so it was just progressively getting worse and worse. So by the time I got to college, um, it was so bad that it, I, I really didn't know what to do. I tried everything possible. I even went the holistic route. <laughs> Unfortunately, the holistic route, some of the things they were giving me um, just didn't agree with my with my my gut. And so it got worse. Um, but then I met an esthetician. And so she was the first one who taught me how to create a journal, a food journal. Um, no one had ever talked to me about what I was eating. And come to find out from that journal, we, we eliminated all my triggers. We figured out what my triggers were. Um, and once I did that, like 90% of my acne cleared up. But um, prior to going to college and meeting my esthetician, as a kid, I just, my confidence level was so awful that I didn't even want to go to school. Um, and so finally, by seventh grade, my mom saw how much it was um, affecting my self-esteem. And so when I asked her if I could start wearing makeup to cover it up, um, she agreed because she saw how, how my confidence was just, because I was a pretty active kid and I really wanted to participate in school and activities and things like that. Um, but man, that, that low self-confidence makes you want to just hide um, and never participate in life. So putting on something as easy as foundation, covered up the red, 
Um, I had some scarring starting to happen, but that didn't really bother me. It was more of the red bumps and the foundation covered that up um, quite a bit. So then I was able to at least start participating in things again, things that lit me up as a kid, you know, um, athletics, cheerleading, um, volleyball, things like that. Um, and then when I learned in college about how I could take care of my skin from the inside, then I was just like, makeup and skincare together to me just felt like they were just the perfect match. So after I graduated college, I went ahead and um, I was just doing makeup on the side for fun. Um, and then pretty soon all of my college friends started to get married. And so I would offer my skills as a present for them. And next thing you know, people were actually calling me to hire me to do makeup. And it wasn't a business. It was just for fun. Um, and the first person who ever called me said, hey, I, I noticed you did makeup on so-and-so. I'm getting married. What are your prices? And I turned to my husband. And I said, she's asking me how much I charge. My husband says, well, give her a number. <laughs> so I, I, this was before a website. So I just quickly kind of looked around and asked around what, what people were charging. And I, I picked a price that was kind of in the middle. And that's how I've always been. I, I'm not the very, very high. I'm not the very, very low. I'm in the middle so I can service the most amount of people is how I feel about it. So that launched my wedding makeup career. So that was kind of a version of how I ended up in makeup. I was actually at UCSD. Um, I graduated with a developmental psychology background, which transferred into early childhood education unit. So I actually taught preschool for five years as well. Oh, you did? I didn't know that. I love yeah. I love the little preschoolers. I actually, at my old uh -huh. church, I actually served into the children's ministry and they were preschoolers and they're so cute. I love that. <laughs> I love them. I It was really sad to have to leave because I really did love teaching, um, which again, full circle. Now I teach women how to apply their makeup. And so I get to implement that whole teaching aspect again. Absolutely. Yeah. And then going back to, you know, the adolescent years, I remember I was, I would always tell this funny story. I, I wasn't allowed to wear any makeup until I was mm -hmm. maybe 16 years old. It was like the family rule. You can't wear makeup until you're 16. Yep. And yep. so I would go and sneak it. I would either grab my sister's makeup because she's 10 years older than me. So of course she was wearing makeup. And then right. I, or I would go to my friend's house who in the, who, uh, who their parents actually allowed them to wear makeup. And I would just like do my makeup there in the morning time before we walked to school. <laughs> and so I had it all wrong though. I it was all cakey. It was all ugly. <laughs> and, you know, even though <laughs> my confidence was, you know, as adolescent, as a girl, especially, my confidence wasn't that good. You know, I, we're always, I felt like I was always comparing myself to everybody else and how they looked, how they dressed, how they applied their makeup and how they did this. And right. it, I felt that maybe if I didn't have to compare myself to anybody that I would have already built more confidence and because and, and start loving myself. But I really felt that makeup made a big difference in my life. Even once I started learning how to apply it properly after I was 16. Oh my gosh, you do it. <laughs> Perfectly. You're, you look amazing every time I see you. <laughs> oh, thank you. It took many years. Um, I was, it was funny because I was just talking to somebody about this recently and it actually, I didn't start learning how to do eyeshadow until I was, I'm 41 now. So I was 36, 36 uh -huh. years old, okay. <laughs> but yeah, like the I, basic. I, yeah. <laughs> I know. I totally understand because if you weren't 
if you didn't have a mother or a, a mentor who taught you how to do it properly, how else would you have learned it, right? And I tell people that. I said, just because you're born a female doesn't mean you automatically know how to do makeup. It's <laughs> so. <laughs> so true. So true. And that's why whenever I would like have social uh, events to go to and to attend, I had somebody do my makeup for me. I was always going at the mat counters and I was always... You know, they would do my eyeshadow and they would try to teach me, but I never really paid attention because obviously I don't, I'm closing my eyes. <laughs> so I don't yeah, really know what's right. going on. Exactly. But, exactly. Yeah, but I always felt that it boosts my confidence. And is there any like tips or tricks that you would give um, teenage girls as far as what to do with their makeup, but they're trying to experiment with it? And <laughs> what would you tell them? Oh my gosh, yeah, this is like a whole thing for me right now because, of course, the evolution for me with makeup was I used makeup more as a mask. I was trying to cover up things I didn't like about myself. Um, and then as I got older and I started to realize, okay, I was already perfect. We're the ones that mess things up in our body and the things that we do in our lifestyle and the choices that we make, right? And so in the eyes of God, I'm perfect. You know, I'm beautiful already. But I know for girls, like you said, the whole comparison thing, especially when you're a teenager, and then when you have acne and all these external things that are, when you look in the mirror, you don't like it. And then you don't like yourself. You don't like what you see. And then that confidence level just drops. And you forget that you were perfect. You started off perfect. So for me, I'm starting to see girls now using it again, even though they may not have um, acne or bad skin, they're using it as a mask, as opposed to using it as a tool to enhance, like, Bree, you have beautiful eyes, your lips are gorgeous, you're using colors and makeup to enhance the beautiful features that you already have. But I feel like girls are now using it kind of what I did back in the day was to cover up something I didn't like. Um, and for those of you who do suffer acne, um, I'm not saying that you shouldn't wear makeup. What I'm saying is find out what's causing the issue and then use makeup as a tool to play with and to enhance that beautiful face of yours, you know? Um, yeah, I'm seeing girls now that 12 years old with beautiful skin, they want to cover it up with makeup. And I'm, if you guys are listening, you have daughters that are teenagers and they're wanting to wear makeup. My suggestion to you is first talk about their canvas, their skin, right? Explain how a painter, his picture is or art is only as good as the canvas that they start with. And so the canvas we start with is our skin. So again, teenagers and hormones and puberty and all the things that happen with young skin, you know, it's beautiful at first. So keep it that way as much as possible. And then as things happen and as um, hormones and things change and you're, you see your teenager skin changing, um, just help them to love themselves enough to take care of their body from the inside out. And then only use it, you look at makeup as a tool, like I said, to enhance those beautiful features that they already have. So that's really the goal for me is skincare first and then makeup to play and to enhance. So that's yeah. the best way I could explain it for moms with teens is Help them love themselves enough to take care of themselves so that if there's an issue, take care of the issue and use makeup as a way to just like icing on the cake. Right. You know, I tell people like you have a beautiful top on, it would have been fine, but then you went ahead and added the jewelry, 
right? To enhance the overall look. That's how I want people to look at makeup. Look at it as an enhancement, something to add to something that's already beautiful. Oh, I love that. And you're so right. You know, like we, God made us in his image. So what does that mean? We are beautiful and divinely loved. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. And I, I, I totally agree with you. I, I think maybe, perhaps maybe that's why I put makeup on, like heavy makeup on when it was all cakey and nasty and crusty and coming off. And so when I was doing PE, sweating, it was like two different. Uh, I look like a zebra. I look like a zebra on my face. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. I was probably masking something and then it turned into alcohol that I was masking eventually. But yes, it starts with the it starts with that. And so I agree with find a proper skincare routine. Um, my mom didn't teach me any skincare routine. I kind of like learned on TV <laughs> what my yeah. sister was doing because my mom was busy working, you know, for four kids. She was working like two jobs. So right. I hardly saw her. And so yeah. I kind of like had to look up to my sister, but she wore a tons of makeup because she was doing modeling and everything. Yeah. And so I was, I was always comparing myself to her. She was six feet tall. Why am I only five, five, you know, <laughs> she's so skinny. Yeah. Why am I not skinny? <laughs> you know, so but she did help me like with some makeup tips and tools, but I think the skincare is very important. Is there any suggestions? Like what is a good skincare routine that um, anybody, even like, especially for teenagers who, who does have acne, what kind of skincare routine would you suggest? Okay. I'm definitely going to dive in that. But first thing I want to say is it's never too late to start a good skincare routine. It's never too late to take care of, because this is the only vessel, the skin that we have, it's the only one we're going to have, right? long as we're here on earth so do the best you can to take care of it this is a temple god created it as a, a temple as a perfect vessel to do good right so when we talk about your skin everyone has, has different skin types so if you haven't um, had a skin analysis yet i highly recommend like find an esthetician um, if you're in the bay area please come to me i i do a digital skin analysis so i can see what's happening under your skin and then we can, from there, determine like, okay, what what do you need? Um, what type of treatments you need and things like that. But as a basic general rule, you want to learn your skin type. And then from there, that will dictate what kind of cleanser, what kind of toner, and what kind of moisturizer you should be using. So um, the bare minimum are those three things. So think of skincare as a um, three-legged stool, right? If you get rid of one, that stool's going to topple over. That's how skincare should be viewed. It's those three basic steps. So cleanse, tone, and moisturize. Um, and you'll notice too, if you haven't done a routine for many years or you're just starting, you'll be amazed at how resilient, how much healthier your skin will look just after 30 days of a consistent good skincare routine. So that would be the basis that I would start with. That's so nice. And yes, you're in the Bay Area. I'm in the Bay Area. <laughs> so, I know, I know. And you help many on female entrepreneurs with their makeup. And what what sparked the light bulb above your head? Like, you know what? I want to work with female entrepreneurs. Yeah. Okay. So again, the whole confidence level, right? I'm not saying that you need makeup for confidence, but don't you feel better when you look at a photo of yourself where your hair is done, done just right? colors and the, the clothing that you're wearing, the makeup all comes together, right? Yeah. So for me, again, using, um, taking care of your skin and then applying makeup on properly to enhance the features because, right, it, 
if you're on camera, our face, I tell people your, your face is three-dimensional, but a photo of you isn't. So how do we create those dimensions? Well, things like contouring and cheek color and bringing warmth to the skin. Um, that's what makeup does so that you look like you on camera, <laughs> not a different version of you. Or, I mean, it, it depends. Like I, I have some women that they love makeup and they wear it every day. So then of course we're going to do their makeup like that on film, but there are women who don't wear makeup at all. And that's amazing. They're so, they're confident enough to not have to wear any makeup. I mean, you know, hands up to them. Cause I, for me, I still like to wear makeup. <laughs> <laughs> to give myself that boost of confidence, right? But even for my my um, female entrepreneurs that have absolutely no idea how to do their makeup and feel comfortable in their own skin, but when we do like a really nice, polished, natural looking um, makeup on them, when they look in the mirror, all of a sudden their confidence level goes up even another, uh, you know, five or 10 levels higher. And uh, so makeup for me, it's just a nice boost of confidence because when they look in the mirror, they really see how beautiful their eyes are. They really see how nicely shaped their face is. So again, just using it as a tool to really bring out those features in people's um, faces and also just adding like a glow to their skin. So for me, as I'm getting older, um, I'm starting to get more dry. So adding a little bit of highlight you know, and your skin just looks illuminated, right? So I, I just love using the makeup as a tool to enhance and to bring out the best in people so that when they go on camera, they truly are. Cause you know, I find that women, when they look in the mirror, if they don't like what they see, you can really see that in photos. Mm. You can see that they weren't confident in how they were looking or feeling. It really translates when you get their pictures or when you look back at their live interviews or live presentations and things like that. So that's so I don't know if I answered your question. <laughs> <laughs> you did. Yeah. It's about female entrepreneurs and how you accentuate their beautiful features. Yeah. Yes. And I, I was always taught that, you know, if you have, if you have nice big eyes, you know, put on some eyeliner and mascara mostly, and you can leave the rest, whatever, however you want, like less makeup. Exactly. And, and that's the other thing that I love with women to find that signature look that they have like for you I think your signature look is your beautiful lip because oh. I and your eyes I mean those two those two things to me like when I see pictures of you I'm like yep that's her that's oh. Tina right there that's her beautiful style and her look so it's fun to again um dive in and hair and your clothing like your overall style that brings me joy when someone nails it on the head and they figure out exactly what is their signature look and then I help them um, learn how to do that over and over and over again. Then they don't really need me or makeup or another makeup artist. If they're traveling, they can just put their look together themselves. And it's really, for me, it's kind of like their, their uniform for the day, right? Yeah. <laughs> out into the world. <laughs> I love that. And you have a special acronym, FACES. Can we talk about FACES and what that is? Sure. So it was... Um, a way for me to teach women um, who may not necessarily know how to do makeup. And I wanted to make it in five easy steps. So we came up with the acronym FACES. So F stands for your foundation. So that's what I usually put first. But prior to the foundation, I always tell me, of course, you want to prep your skin and do your skincare. 
And then so then you move on to the makeup, which is the faces. So F for faces. And then A is arches or your brows. Um, and then C is your cheeks. E is for eyes. And then S is your smile, so your lips. That's usually the last thing I put on women. So it's ironically, that's the order I put makeup on people. And so when I teach how to do that, then they never forget. Like, oh, wait, what comes first? What comes last? You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Because I always had a hard time with contouring. And I recently saw one of your um, your videos that you had. And it was so nice because here I thought, you know, Gina was thinking, oh, I know how to do makeup. Oh, I already know everything. But I really wanted to see anyway, because I know you're the expert. And I was like, oh, wow, you gave me so many different tips that I never even knew about before. And I was like, fascinated. Like, oh, wow, Monita, she is. She was brilliant because I thought I knew because I had to do all the makeup and stuff. But no, I learned. OK, I'll give an example. What I loved is I learned uh, about the cheeks. The blush needs to match your natural lip color. And here I was getting all these darker colors on my for my like lip. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> no 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 and then also how to use your setting spray um oh, I was just like Shh, but I never thought about doing like the t and then the x that was like yeah. oh that is so good <laughs> so I appreciate that so much and I was like wow you're so knowledgeable in all of these things and yeah so thank you for that and do you have something coming up that you're presenting in the future yeah, actually, um, if you'd like, if anyone listening would like to be added to my wait list, we're going to be launching um, again, kind of what you just said, you you saw kind of a little preview, a sneak preview of my faces method. And um, yeah, I'm planning to re uh, offer that again as a, as a, a course that you can just take um, online. It will be live though. So if you want to be added to that wait list, I, I believe um, you'll be able to give them a link to that. And we don't have a date yet. Um, we're still working out a couple of things, but um, it'll also be available as a replay. So if you want to be added to the waitlist so that you know when that happens, um, please contact me and let me know. Um, it's really easy, easy to follow. I really, I try to break it down um, in easy steps so that you understand it. So whether you're a, a beginner or um, someone like Gina, who's been doing makeup forever, I promise you, you'll learn something new. <laughs> I did, definitely. <laughs> so yeah, thanks. Yeah I, yeah, I would love to have as many people join us as possible because I love the feedback as well. Yes. And going back to like the emotional aspect, um, how do you think makeup influences self-esteem and confidence, especially when it comes to like when you're aging? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. know we're talking about teens, you know, yeah. and but as yeah. you get older, I notice my mom, she's telling me like, oh, I don't wear makeup anymore. <laughs> like what? So she's been giving me like all of her old eyeshadows, which they may be outdated, by the way. Oh, that's one thing I wanted to ask a little bit later. So remind me about asking the expiration dates of things. Yeah. Um, but how can we age gracefully yet still look like bomb. Yeah. So yeah, I know it can get so controversial, right? Because so many people, when we look at actors and actresses and we're like, gosh, they look so great, you know, and then we start to do the comparison thing again. Right. And I have to tell my clients, look, we want to age gracefully, right? We want to take care of ourselves, but when the standard is looking at 
these actresses that get the Botox and the fillers and all that. And don't get me wrong, if that's something that works for you to build up your confidence, that's great. What I'm trying to say is, again, like with the teenagers, embrace what you have, take care of what you have so that you can maintain it as long as possible. Um, so yeah, for, for us to age gracefully, when we're talking about makeup though, I tell people less is more. <laughs> and I'm, I'm definitely realizing that too, as I get older, um, I'm, I'm opting more for the, um, cause you know, I used to be so oily. So I, I would really do the whole matte primers and the, um, mattifying, um, foundations and things like that. And they were a little bit on the heavier side, but now as I'm getting older, I'm like, you know what? I, I don't need that coverage anymore. Um, my skin isn't oily anymore. I kind of miss it because I don't have that nice glow. So now I opt for more things that are like, um, more like a tinted moisturizer that has an illuminator in it or something like that. So yeah, as we get older, um, our skin starts to get more dull and get, um, we start to lose the elasticity. So taking collagen, it all goes back to skincare, right? Right. So, you know, taking those collagen um, supplements, um, helping with the elasticity and the collagen production in your own skin. Um, as an esthetician, I do offer um, skincare treatments that what we're doing is we're just boosting the, your body's own ability to, um, to tighten and tone um, the skin. Um, I have a, uh, a, um, a certain facial called the nanofusion where we can infuse all kinds of great um, serums and nutrients into the skin, again, to allow the skin to do what it was meant to do. But as we age, things start to slow down, right? So I, that, so as we get older, I start talking even more about skincare and taking care of that canvas as opposed to just wearing makeup. Because again, it's the canvas. If we take care of the canvas, the makeup, no matter what kind of makeup you put on, it's gonna look beautiful. Right. You are so right. Right now I'm taking something called Beauty Boost. It's like, oh, it tastes so good too. It's like this little yeah. orange powder and I put it in my almond milk and I just yes. shake it and it tastes like yeah. a, so good. And it does like matter what we put. Yeah. <laughs> like a creamsicle. Yeah, that's what it is. Yes. Yeah, me too. I, I put uh, I, I put a collagen in my either my shake or believe it or not in my coffee because the best form of collagen should be in a powder form, not in a liquid oh, form. Good to know. Um, but yeah, so again, and to answer your question, as we get older, we want to age gracefully. I mean, think about one of my favorite um, actresses is um, Helen Mirren. She's um, on, um, oh my gosh, she's been on so many different things. She was, um, the latest one is the 1923, the Yellowstone series. I don't know if you've seen that. She just, you know, she's got gray hair, but she just is aging gracefully. She just looks so beautiful as she ages. As opposed to some other actresses, like even my daughters, like she doesn't even recognize them from when they were um, in in another show. Mm. My daughter commented on, oh, I mean, she looks like she's young again, but it looks weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I and I said, yeah, exactly, because they're they're trying so hard to reverse um, time as opposed to just owning it and living in the skin they have and just taking care of it so it could be the best it could be at this moment in time so yeah Yeah. makeup for me is so great when the canvas is at its optimum and it's healthiest so 
Yes. <laughs> Do you have any recommendations as far as like good skincare products or, um, or you don't have to um, name, <laughs> name drop any brands or anything, but well, um, well, what I can, what I can say is um, if you're totally confused, um, maybe I'll share with you too later, Gina. Um, there's an online skincare assessment that people can oh, take wow. so that you could at least find out what your skin type is. Cause remember we talked about that because yeah. someone with oily skin and dry skin don't need the same type of cleansers and moisturizers. So you really have to start there. You first, you have to start off by knowing what your skin type is. And then from there, then you can start getting the recommendations, um, the proper um, cleansers, toner, moisturizers, eye cream, serums. I mean, the whole gamut, right? You first got to know what your skin type is. Um, that is so, so important. And right now I feel like everyone's dehydrated. So drinking water is important. So here's a tip. Drinking water is important. You want to drink at least half your weight in ounces. So if you're hundred pounds, you want to be drinking minimum 50 ounces, but if you're working out, you want to drink more. Mm -hmm. So be, with that being said, a lot of that water though is to help with our internal organs. Very little of that reaches the surface of the skin. So we have to use moisturizers and serums and ingredients like hyaluronic acid that lock in the moisture in our skin. Because if you want to really prevent aging too quickly, the number one thing is, well, two, stay out of the sun and prevent your skin from being dehydrated. Because if you get dehydrated, the first place our skin pulls from is our collagen. Mm. Yeah. Yes, because I, I have, well, I was always in the suntan booths when I was yeah. from the ages of like 18 to 26 <laughs> so that's, that's a long wow. time right yeah I know right <laughs> I used to actually work at one when I was 18 at a, a suntanning um salon and I developed like sunspots like uh little freckles um you probably cannot see it now because I Right. But, um, oh my gosh, I have to tell you a funny story too. They're just reminding me, like I get all these ideas when I'm talking. Yeah. So I, have to, and, um, no so, okay, I'll go back to the, what I'm talking about now, but I'm going to go back to the, what I was just thinking about my husband yesterday. Uh, I had no makeup on cause I wasn't really feeling good. I was like, I felt like I was catching a little cold, but it's gone now all of a sudden, I think because of whatever I was taking in the inside, all my good vitamins and supplements. Yeah. And I have, whenever I don't feel well, I don't wear any makeup. I don't want to do makeup. <laughs> I just don't yeah. feel good. Yeah. And so and so I had like these little things underneath my eyes. Um, because you know, I worked Gel. at the Four Seasons uh, yeah. salon. So they gave us like some samples of some product that we're going to be actually uh, using on some clients called Nesco. And anyway, so I had them and I felt like so awkward and like because I don't want to be around my husband when I have no makeup on. And <laughs> but then I wanted to show him about how my puffiness from the sodium that I had the previous day. Right. Uh, how it like decreased and he was like uh-huh and then I'm like oh shoot he's seen my 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 freckles and my hyperpigmentation uh -huh. from all of the things I from like oh, I forgot <laughs> and even though it sounds crazy like I don't want him to see me without makeup it sounds funny but I have uh -huh. to he says he says that he loves me what however I am and I, yeah. I get it I get it. but I want to look good for him exactly <laughs> no, <laughs> and and that's there's nothing wrong with wanting to look good for other people because especially if it's a loved one, like your husband and your spouse, right? Yeah. I mean, if we don't look good for ourselves, we can at least look good for our spouse. <laughs> right. But yeah, yeah. So back to the hyperpigmentation because that reminded me of that funny story. I'm like, oh no, he can see my little freckles and skin sunspots and those. <laughs> How right. do you prevent them? I know sunscreen is one option, but what is another thing that we can do to prevent that? So there's, 
it depends on what is causing the brown spot. So we call them hyperpigmentation, but they come from different reasons. There's something called melasma, which is more hormonal, or if there was trauma to the skin or um, medication. That can bring on those brown spots, but age spots or brown spots from the sun, how you know the difference between the two is melasma, um, all of a sudden, if you're out in the sun, uh, you'll see a bunch of brown spots or maybe like a patch of a brown spot. And then in the winter time, when you're not in the sun, it disappears. That's what we call melasma. So that just comes and goes. So learning what your triggers are is going to prevent them from coming up. And a lot of times it's heat and the sun. So that's why in the summertime, people feel like, oh, I have all these freckles. It's not freckles. It's actually melasma. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then sun damage or sunspots or liver spots or age spots, whatever you want to call it, that is sun damage. And mm. that's sun damage that happened years and years and years ago. So the first thing you want to do is wear sunscreen to prevent new ones from happening. Um, and then secondly, if the brown spots um, are getting worse, um, then uh, first of all, definitely get them checked out. Because if, if um, a brown spot changes color or um the border changes or anything like that. I'd say that's the ABC of um, cancer. Mm. So A is, is it asymmetrical? If that changes, you want to go see the doctor. B is the border of the pigmentation changing. Um, C is, um, is the color, mm. is the color changing. So those are kind of like the ABCs for um, prevent, to, to make sure it's not uh, cancer from the sun. Um, so super important. And women, I know a lot of times, have your, have your partners look at your back because I've mm. had a lot of clients and friends that have gotten skin cancer because it was on their back and oh, they couldn't wow. see it and they didn't know. So that's kind of a little tip for that as well. But as far as preventing um, sun damage, definitely sunscreen um, and you want a UVA, UVB protect broad spectrum. Mm. Um, the reason why is because UVA rays are those long rays that can actually penetrate the glass. Mm. So while you're driving, you can still get sun damage. Um, and then you want to reapply every two hours. The sunscreen oh, wow. disappears after two hours. So whether it was 50 or a hundred, two hours ago, it's down to zero after two hours. So wow. good to know. So every two hours, I didn't know that. And so yeah. what do you do when you have makeup on? I know you can't apply. <laughs> well, and so there are things there are, um, um, like for me, I create custom blend, um, powders that are just sunscreen. Then you could just powder it on if you want to. But two hours if you're out in direct sun. So if you're using like, if you've got makeup on and you're wearing like a hat or something to protect your skin from the sun, that's a physical block. That's just as effective. So okay. Yes. No wonder I have a bunch of nice, beautiful, big hats. Yeah, <laughs> I, just just, gonna... I don't see any hyperpigmentation on you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the good makeup and concealer. Right? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I was going to say also, um, I because I had mentioned this before about the expiration dates on our makeup. Um, when do you know when to get rid of it? <laughs> okay. So the, the the first test, um, if you're one of those women that travel with your makeup and you tend to leave your makeup bags or whatever in the car, if it gets overly hot or overly cold, it will break down um, the product. So if it smells rancid, you definitely want to throw that out. Um, rule of thumb, anything around the eyes or anything that's uh, um, like, like your mascara, your eyeliner, that's in the liquid form, three months, you want to be getting rid of those. Um, and then if you're like, well, my mascara um, dries out 
too fast, so I'm I'm done with it anyways. Um, a quick trick for mascara to make them last three months is you don't want to pump the the mascara wand. You want to roll it in and roll it out because when you pump, you're pumping air in, and so it dries it up. So the the biggest um, expiration date I want you to keep an eye on are the things that go close to your eyes and that are, they're more on the liquid side. So eyeliners, liquid eyeliners, mascaras, um, cream shadows, things like that. Um, you probably don't want to keep for more than, than three months. The cream shadows, you can probably a little longer, like what, six months. The drier the product, the longer the shelf life is going to be. So I also encourage you to like, go on the website of the manufacturers or the brand and see. They may actually tell you like the expiration date for, for the product that you're using. But the important one, again, I said anything around your eyes, anything that's liquid-based, three months. Um, you want to yeah because my mom she buys a like a surplus of like all the skincare and everything <laughs> I think she has a like, subscription uh, yeah. that delivers to them and she puts it in the refrigerator does that even help um so there are certain benefits but not everything needs to be put in the refrigerator <laughs> okay. um, if you just keep it if you keep it in the um in a nice cool like you know your medicine cabinet in the bathroom oh, typically yeah. the temperature in your bathroom is sufficient um, but of course, things like eye creams and things like that, I keep in the fridge here um, when I do treatments on people's eyes, because the cool, the coolness, um, it just, it just feels really good. It helps with any inflammation. But more importantly, I, instead of the eye cream itself, I have a little stainless steel little roller ball that I put in the, in the refrigerator. And then I apply that with the eye cream. And that's what's cold, because the coolness actually helps to penetrate the product deeper. But I mean, face creams and things like that, you actually, um, it can break it, uh, it can break the efficacy down. So again, read the manufacturer label, um, find out if it was meant to be kept in the fridge. If it's not, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I was always confused too. Like, okay, when I open up a product, does the expiration date start when I open up the product or does it start when I then purchase it? And then what if I don't open it up for a while? Is it still good? So the shelf, so it's, it's so hard to tell you because so many different product lines are different, but right. I would go from um, when you open it up, um, start yeah. there. Go from yeah, there. that's what I thought too, but I just wanted to hear from you because yeah. I was like, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly. so awesome. Um, so where can people follow you, find you, and especially, you know, in the, if they're in the Bay Area. <laughs> So um, please connect with me. I'm on Instagram, on, on Facebook, and my business name is Modern Beauty, and Modern has an E at the end, so it's M-O-D-E-R-N-E, beauty, um, at modernbeauty at gmail.com. You can also go to my website, which is modernbeauty.com, um, but yeah, if you're in the Bay Area, I'm, I'm in the San Jose area. Please reach out to me. Um, I, I can also offer, if you're not in the Bay Area, do offer Zoom consultations as well. So if you want to know how to apply your makeup or you want some suggestions about what skin type you are and what products to use, more than happy to do a Zoom um, call as well. So just, yeah, love for you guys to connect. That's so awesome. Yes, beautiful. You, you make brides so beautiful. You know, did I ever Aww. tell you the story how I first kind of like met you, but didn't really meet you <laughs> was at yeah. Stephanie's wedding uh, back in 2012? 
2012 Sophie Melchor. It was Melchor before. Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow, I did not know that. I'm like, oh, what a small world. I know. And then um, Waylon, Miss Waylon was the photographer. <laughs> and then it's funny that I meet you both ladies like way afterward <laughs> from 2012 to like the now 2020. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was meant to be. A small <laughs> world. Yes. <laughs> and just final thoughts. Like, how would you encourage our listeners to approach makeup and skincare as a journey of self-discovery and expression rather than just a daily routine? First, like I said, look in the mirror and ask yourself, what what are my best what is it about my face or what features do I really, really love about myself? Because Everyone loves something about themselves. And if they don't, that's just lies that they're telling themselves. And and programming from years and years and years ago, let it go. Look in the mirror because you were created perfectly in the eyes of God. And then play with makeup as a way to enhance those features that you really love. Because every woman is going to have a signature look whether it's a favorite lipstick or how they do their eyeshadow or um, even your hairstyle, you know, what you do. I would encourage you to first look at makeup as a tool, as an enhancement, like adding a piece of jewelry to already beautiful dress. Look at makeup that way because you are already perfect. And if there's something about you you don't like, there's probably a way to help heal that, whether it's the acne like I had and the scarring that I had, or maybe it's just deprogramming old um, things that you heard from the past of someone trying to break you down and tell you you're not worthy, you, you're you not enough. Get rid of those, like heal that, and then come again, look in the mirror and really ask yourself, what do I love about myself? Because there is something you're going to love about yourself, and then use makeup as a way to enhance it. And, and bring it to the world. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. And I will have all of your links and how to find you on the show notes. So make sure to check Monina out. She's awesome. And I love her. God bless you, Monina. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much. Bye. My pleasure. Bye. I want to give a shout out to Feedspot. They recognized my show as being on the 50 Best Women's Sobriety Podcasts. I am super excited about that, and I couldn't have done it without you. I also want to introduce my new mini course. It is called Overcoming Challenges. So if you're having difficulty in everyday life with things happening that are unexpected, or you're like, how do I handle this? I have the tool. (laughs) I will leave those links in the show notes. And if you are wanting to be part of my newsletter, make sure you text the word SHINE, that's S-H-I-N-E at 1-855-649-6196. Again, that's 1-855-649-6196. Please make sure you leave a five-star review if this podcast is for you. Love you.